Hey, this is Sarah and Jess, and we're here to talk about why our brains are such a mess. We're just two bipolar babes shouting out what everybody is so hush-hush about. So let's get into it with today's episode. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Sarah. What's up? What's new in your life? Um, I am training to teach aerial hammock and aerial silks and um intro to aerial hoop even so like I I got I have a job coming up as soon as um dance studios are allowed to open up again I will be an aerial instructor living with bipolar disorder it's exciting and also very (laughs) nerve-wracking um but I'm really grateful that this opportunity has come to me. And uh, it's like someone, someone told me like that they've never regretted doing anything that they, they felt underprepared for, but they do regret passing things up. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you just got to do it, even if you don't feel prepared. Um, but I am training and, and working, working like mad to try and catch up and, and make sure that I have that I'm going to be a good teacher. Anyways. Nice. What's new with you? Well, man, being unemployed and not being in school right now is tough. Mm -hmm. It is so tough. So I feel it. I really feel it in my mental health. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like, Sometimes we'll take a nap during the day because I'm like, well, what's the point of like doing anything? Like, oh, you're living in my life now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, there's nothing to do. Like, um, well, after our cool photo shoot, my feet got all cut up and blistered. Um, so I haven't been able to like really walk around the house too much and like do any like chores or anything like that. So um, I've just been like, you know, just living in filth and. <laughs> Um, playing some Animal Crossing and um, what else? Trying to read books. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, and I got hair extensions down to my waist now. Hey. Wow. It's like a mermaid. Mermaid. Mermaid is like, like, I I don't, I think people don't understand that our goal is to have mermaid hair. Like that's what, that's that's the goal. And you're achieving it. So amazing. I did. I achieved it. I'm so excited. And it didn't take like two days like it usually does um, because like taking anyways, I won't even get into it. But um, yeah. And then I might have a uh, job, a possible job opportunity come up. I don't want to jinx it or anything like that and tell you too much about it. Um, You as in the listeners. But um, in case I don't get it. But yeah, I do have a second interview coming up. So really excited okay. for that we are we're two like people who are mostly in the house all the time but who are maybe in the future going to be working <laughs> yes maybe yes hopefully maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. yes hopefully yeah. um I wasn't looking for work or anything like that but um this opportunity with a nonprofit came up and um, it's there in line with all of my values. And so let's hope for the best. I will hope for the best. 
Um, yeah. How are you feeling on a scale from one to 10, where one is a candle that has been completely burned um, and you light it, you try and light it and it just like black smoke comes out. Yeah. Uh, and and um, and then uh, 10 is a beautiful new candle and you light it and it's like the beautiful scent fills your fills your lungs and, and it's just it's perfect. Okay. Where are you? Where are you on the scale of one to ten? Um, How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel like I was gonna say I feel like a fresh candle that can't get lit. Like, <laughs> like you light it and you're like, yeah. it's fresh, it's ready. It's like okay, but like every time you light the candle, it like won't light for some yeah. reason. Like there is yeah. no flame, but yeah. like. Okay, it's I like that. There for decoration. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like a decorative candle you? that you wish <laughs> could light. Yes. Um, yeah, I I feel like um I feel like a tea light. You know, when you they're tiny little candles and you light them and they last for like an hour <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, yeah. they're gone. Huh? Okay. Um, just, you know, have little bursts of energy, um, little sort of, I, I, I'm kind of like living in like, ooh, I'm excited about something too. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so anxious about that same thing. And then going to like, what's the point? And so, so I think that, that just because I have these new opportunities coming up, I'm a little bit, I get, I get excited in bursts, which is good, mm. but, um, it's not, I, I also end up feeling sleepy and <laughs> playing Animal Crossing as well. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Animal Crossing. By the way, you need to come to my island. I've done so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> Me too. I've been working hard. Oh. Really? Oh my gosh. Okay, later. After this, after this podcast, later, yeah. we should <laughs> play a little Animal Crossing. Yeah. But oh my let gosh. us roll into today's topic yeah okay so I realized that we've talked a lot about eat, eating disorders disordered eating and we're going to continue to do that because that's a huge part of mental health um mm-hmm. but I just I haven't gone haven't had the chance to talk about um the fuck it diet <laughs> which is which a, Sarah's very passionate about I'm very passionate about it well basically it's the anti-diet movement um, but the book, the fuck it diet was how I was introduced to it. And it was totally life-changing. So I really wanted to talk about the anti-diet movement and, and how that has like basically taken what was diagnosed as binge eating disorder. And to me, I, I feel like I don't, like I very occasionally might deal with stuff like that, but, but I, I pretty much never binge on stuff anymore Mm. and that's very common to have a um disordered eating or an eating disorder when you have bipolar as well yeah and it's like a it's a coping thing right yep um so yeah binge eating can also be linked to like emotional eating and I actually think that sometimes emotional eating is okay because 
when we're comparing it to like self-harm drugs or alcohol. I actually think that like eating bread or like something, something that's going to give you like some, I don't know, some, some carbohydrates, things that, that generally make you feel, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, I, I'm actually okay with it. Um, but that's a whole, that's, that's, that's maybe a controversial uh, opinion to have, but, um, I don't feel like my life is like ruled by that anymore at all. Mm -hmm. I used to, so we, let's, let's get into like our histories with diets because I feel like there's a lot to get into in terms of like, just being, being a millennial, um, and, and like the kind of dieting sort of culture that we've grown up in and stuff because that's basically what the anti-diet um movement is about is it's it's about getting rid of diet culture Mm -hmm. so what's like I don't know what's your experience with um diet culture that kind Um, of stuff yeah my experience with diet culture so I wasn't on any diets or anything like that um growing up in high school or um, even a little bit after high school, uh, never, my relationship with food was very unhealthy though. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of the ongoing joke that I could eat whatever I want. And they called me the Big Mac queen. Oh, wow. So so I used to eat, like we would go to McDonald's and I would eat like the double Big Mac with like supersized fries and like, just like eat it all. And like, and that was, that was it. And it, I didn't, I didn't have a problem. Sometimes I would eat, um, half of an apple pie for lunch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would eat and it was almost entertainment. It was almost like, it was almost like, I know I'm not supposed to be eating this because I like, it's said that you shouldn't be eating like pie for lunch or dinner, or you shouldn't have dessert for like, you shouldn't really be eating like Big Macs every day. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be. So I liked to kind of push that boundary and like test those limits. So I ate, I ate a lot of McDonald's. I ate a lot of fast food. And I, when I would eat, I would eat until I was absolutely stuffed. And yeah. it was kind of like, I was proving a point, like nothing can, can't touch this. Like I can eat this. And it was like a challenge almost like, I bet you can't eat that. I bet you can't finish that. I bet you can't this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I bet I can. Um, and another thing too, is growing up, actually, we had to eat everything on our plate. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, you eat that last bite for Jesus because mm-hmm. he, <laughs> because he died on a cross for you. Yeah, <laughs> so like coming from a, coming from like a more of a religious background and growing up with my grandparents, it was, you eat all the food on your plate because that God wants you to Yeah, um, yeah. So not backtracking or anything like that. So maybe that's like kind of where it all started. Um, uh, well, but, I, I have a question if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there's this, there's this, um, there's this thing that was happening in the early 2000s, like when around when we were teenagers. Um, uh, And it was like (sighs) this idea that like dumb girls, like would, they would be the ones who are like eating salads and like, oh my God, they cared, they were shallow. They cared so much about how they looked and like real, a real 
a real woman could eat, you know, could eat like a hamburger. But yeah, you can't be fat. You have to be yeah. skinny. So like, I remember, um, like, so for example, my favorite TV show, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. That they, like what you described is like how they eat in the show. They're like weird, like they're both slender women and they're like eating insane amounts of food, like, you know, Pop-Tarts and- um, Oh my gosh, Pop-Tarts, yes. Many, (laughs) like, yeah, pizza and Twizzlers and like, they'll have like this giant uh, smorgasbord of Chinese food and like, it'll be the joke. Like, how do those two women like, you know, those two girls, like, where does it go? And, and that was kind of like a thing. That was a thing in like movies and TV. And I remember Olivia Wilde, the actress, said, who's gorgeous, who's gorgeous, gorgeous, girl crush, gorgeous. Yep. She said that. So just so you know, guys, if I had eaten the food that I had eaten in this movie that she did, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't look like this. She's like, I am on a constant diet. Um, and, and that was really nice because it was a, it was one of those movies that was pretty common around the time, which is just like this girl, she's just like one of the boys, like she's drinks a lot of beer and eats, eats, um, you know, burgers. Yeah. But also yeah. she looks like Olivia Wilde. She looks like yeah. a model, but we're going to put her in like a plaid t-shirt and put glasses on her and okay, now she's ugly, whatever. Like, you know, now she's like yeah. plain. Yeah. And so there was totally that, that idea. And I really loved that she spoke out about that because it's like, yeah, we, we need to like some, we have, we've, we've kind of figured out that diets are for suckers, I guess, like nobody wants to eat special K uh, cereal three times a day, but, but like, we also have not accepted any body other than super tiny. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. And, and going back to like, to high school and things like that, like I was, um, you know, trigger warning now, cause we're going to talk about like weight and height, but I was like five, one, five, two, and about a hundred pounds. Um, I, I was very small. I was like a miniature version of lights, black hair, (laughs) heavy bangs, black hair, heavy bangs. Like I have now, but like black hair, heavy bangs. And just like this tiny little thing that was eating Big Macs every other day during curling practice. And, um, it was all, it was the ongoing joke and it was entertainment. It was how does she do it? How does mm-hmm. she do it? I didn't know because I would go home, I would eat Greek food or I would eat craft dinner and hot dogs. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night at like two or three and turning on the microwave to melt mozzarella cheese Tabasco and Tabasco sauce and then like wrap it up in a piece of Wonder Bread. And like, <laughs> that was like my like almost nightly snack. And my mom would hear me and she'd be like, are you making cheesy are you making gooey cheese and I'm like yes and she's like make me one too and I'm like okay oh, like wow. it was it was never discouraged like eating a even eating a lot was never discouraged um, okay I didn't have diet culture in my family we just ate whatever we wanted to eat yeah so um we were we were always encouraged to eat and it was yeah again it was just like a 
it was more of an entertainment thing. And then after high school, I worked for that beauty company that we talked mm-hmm. about in another episode and cleanses were introduced yeah. to me. And mm-hmm. that's when I started drinking um, the tea very steeped uh, yeah. excessively so that I could detox tea detox because I felt that I was doing so much damage to my body with the amount of copious, copious amounts of alcohol and pierogies I was putting in my body mm-hmm. and ego waffles. Um, yeah. I never learned to cook. It was always frozen food. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I need to undo what I'm doing with this tea. Right. Okay. And that is, and then I learned to cook for myself and uh, I was introduced to tasty like vegetables and healthy food. And I realized that I was actually going to the hospital a lot for stomach ulcers and a lot of digestion issues. And I still have really bad digestion issues. And I think it's the way I was force feeding my body, this like fast food, like for so many years, this is just my like thinking. Um, I don't have any confirmation of that, but I think it's just the way I treated my body with alcohol and with food. And, um, I would just guess, I would just guess that, um, probably like your mood and your mental illness had a lot to do with that because like Mm -hmm. uh, stomach ulcers and digestive problems can really be linked to mental illness. Like has, there's been scientific uh, research that, that it's, that it's, so I just want to put that out there as as a potential, yeah, reason that that might've happened. Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't until like really like living with Nolan um, and like making food from recipe books and like starting that as like cute date ideas and stuff and like Mm -hmm. making food together from home and not ordering out and not doing anything like that was when I started to feel better like I started to feel like my mental health started to get better probably because I was out Mm -hmm. of a toxic relationship as well yeah I, I had a toxic relationship with food and it was always just the ongoing joke of like this is delicious let's see how much of it I can eat ha 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 um and yeah yeah And like, I, so there's some things that I hear, which is like, I mean, I was definitely edged on by friends. Like it was, yeah, they were like, eat this, eat that, eat this, eat that. And And like, had you been bigger, that would not have been a thing, right? No, 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 no way. Absolutely not. So so people would not have treated me like that. Yeah. I'm just remembering like this movie Cinderella story with Hillary Tuff. <laughs> I love Cinderella story. And she like works at a diner and the like the bad girls, the mean girls come in and like order a salad and she's like I eat burgers and it, it just like yeah, that's just re- that's really what's coming into my mind right now. It's like Yeah. But you see a person who's fat eating a burger. No, not allowed. Stop. Like it's not no. cute when you do it. <laughs> right? No. No, um, it was entertaining when you see like a little, a, a little, a person, little yeah. person, a little person <laughs> eating a double Big Mac yeah. and going, "Oh, I think I'm going to get that apple pie after for dessert." You're you know, like, well, then, then it's how like does she do it, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I needed that validation and I needed that attention because I just number one, I'm a Leo. Number two, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Okay. I have, you know, I have, only, oh, you're, sorry, you're like, oh, all right. Um, and number two, for those who are really into horoscope, you'll understand that one. But number two, you know, I've got things going on in my brain. Like, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. you know, I've got my challenges and, and this is, if this is how I'm going to get attention, then why would I stop? Totally. 
Yeah. yeah. To- that makes a lot of sense. And like, yeah. even though there's a lot of things that, that are very different from, from my experience, I definitely had, like I said, Gilmore Girls was my favorite show. And I definitely was thinner when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I had like a really weird <laughs> relationship because in front of guys, I, I wanted to eat like the junk food and be like, yeah, I'm just like, I can eat any kind of food. Yeah. Um, but I grew up with my mom, like dieting constantly and, and kind of mm, noticing. And I think I said this in the episode that we did with Amanda, noticing that, um, I was using food as a coping tool. Cause I would binge eat. Um, because I mean, back then I was experiencing a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and it was a way to calm myself down. You know, that's sugar has that effect. Um, and my mom was worried, was worried. She thought mm-hmm. I would gain weight and she know, knew in her brain that that's the worst fate that mm-hmm. any woman can <laughs> experience. And she, it, it had been her newest resolution since I remember to to lose weight and she was always on diets um and so and and because my sister's a bit thinner than I am I think that I became and I have a lot of insecurities I became the the diet buddy for for Mm -hmm. my mom so I was like very young when I first tried like Weight Watchers and like the special case cereal diet I'm not joking I ate special case cereal for like at least two meals a day and then the second meal because when I was te- when I was a teenager in high school, and then the second meal was supposed, third meal was supposed to be like vegetables, um, and the one with the with the freeze dried strawberries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that cereal. I it was it was like it, it actually had like lots of sugar. And it was like really tasty, yeah. but like when you when that's all you eat, like it's not, it's not good for you. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not. Um, it's just, it's just like portion control and like, oh, look, scientifically, if people just eat cereal, they lose weight. Well, they're eating way less calories. That's just cutting calories. Um, and there's just like, there was just so many diets that I did. And as I got older and older, I got more and more and more insecure about my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did all sorts of, of diets um with my mom and and then without my mom as well and and then yeah when we were like in our early 20s like cleanses were a huge thing and I did a bunch of those and I even had a therapist who recommended that I do a cleanse so that I could cut sugar out of my life completely because I was also being told that this this eating thing that I'm doing where I eat cookies and I eat whatever I eat um that's making me anxious and sugar mm-hmm. makes you anxious and like carbs make you anxious and like vegetables make you feel better. Your mental health would be better and you can treat yourself with food and food is medicine. And I really started hearing that a lot. Food is medicine, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not only is this coping mechanism like going to make you fat, it's going to make you depressed. It's going to make your mental illness worse. So, and that just like put so much more pressure on me. And I just, it just all got worse. And I tried so, so many diets. Um, and I just remember, like, I know, I I remember I, I bought this book 
um, from Chapters. It was on sale and it was, I was so excited about it because it was like the 14,000, sorry, 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 sorry. 1400 a day, calorie a day diet. I think it was that number, whatever number it was. Um, and it showed you like, you, you open up the page and it's like, so say you're at a baseball game. What can you eat? And then it's like a picture of like half a hot dog or something. Or like, say you're at a barbecue. What can you eat? It's like two chips and this, whatever. Like, and the author was like, the secret is just to just don't <laughs> eat, like eat, just, just don't eat very much. Like, and, and it was just like, it was in beauty magazines too. Do you remember yeah, yeah, when it's yeah. like, you can eat three heads of iceberg lettuce. Oh my God. Yeah. Or you yeah. can eat half of a hot dog. Oh, and it's yeah, like, and, oh it's my like gosh. stuff like that, like that comparison stuff yeah, I yeah, yeah. Seeing that all through high school. And um, sorry to interject, but really quick. I remember Thinspo being a big, Oh thing. yes, absolutely. And yeah. like websites of like, oh, like yeah. disordered eating and eating disorder websites where like people would like, like talk and like connect and like would, would be like, um, rewarded by yeah. one another for how much weight they've lost in such a short amount of time. And all these like photos of like, um, very, very, very thin, thin, yeah. thin, thin girls. There, it was um, pro like, Anna. I think it was, it was yeah, very yeah, yeah, pro Anna. Yeah. yeah. It was very, and I remember looking at that and I was never, I was never interested in it. Mm. And which is, which I, I thank my, my lucky stars that I, you know, it, it didn't attract me because I tend to fixate on things and obsess over things. Yeah. And, um, and I'm happy that I didn't obsess over that, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that too. It was the two thousands. Right. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it was huge. It was huge. And, and like the inspiration, like that, that was not a bad thing. Like, yeah, people knew that like the pro Anna websites were, were bad, but but then then spoke that it would be in magazines. Like it would be at like, they would be like make a Oprah magazine, which my mom got. And then she would give it to me. She, and she would like, be like, I cut out this diet for you. I cut out this, um, this workout for you. Uh, Cause I know you're worried about your arms. So here's an arm workout for how to get Michelle Obama's arms. Mm-hmm. It's just really like a time and a place, but um, yeah, just like, sh- so it was very much accepted. And this is something that, that um, Taylor Swift said in her most recent documentary, which is like, she's just like, I was, I was writing down everything I put in my mouth and I was like, and, and like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And basically like disordered eating was also what was being recommended by everyone. It you know, we, we'd watched supersize me and you know every I don't know did you have to yeah. watch that in school uh I think I skipped but yeah yeah so like okay McDonald's is bad fast food is bad like you have uh nutritionists say you should never ever ever zero zero ever go to uh, McDonald's um and and it's gonna kill you and it was just very like it I I just and I remember like Tyra Banks talking about you know, on, on America's Next Top Model talking about, um, 
writing down everything she ate and how that was how she she like lost weight and just yeah there were applications yeah. too I remember oh, yeah. like I remember pal. like downloading yeah my fitness mm-hmm. pal. I remember downloading that app and being like okay I'm gonna write down what I eat and then I wrote down what I ate for like half a day and I was like this is too much work and then I just yeah. stopped but um yeah that was another thing too I think I ate all of that food like the bad food mm-hmm. and like tiramisu for lunch tiramisu for dinner mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuff like that I just love tiramisu though um it's really good I, yeah it's amazing it's my favorite dessert um but I did that because it was like no you're not supposed to yeah 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 totally yeah. And, yeah. and that's why it's like and that's why like that's why the Gilmore girls are amazing because they can drink like 15 cups of coffee and like eat only candy and never exercise and they and and they're and they're amazing and they're and they're funny and they're great and like the rest of us normal people have to like we have to we have to you know never eat mcdonald's again for our whole lives we have to we have to like you know, go on the treadmill and the treadmill always had the thing where it's like, you've burned this many, you've burned this many calories. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've been running for like an hour and I didn't even burn off this cookie I had earlier. Cause I have this app that, you know, or the Red Bull I drink. Exactly. <laughs> Starbucks. I drink whatever. Yeah. The Frappuccinos. <laughs> yeah. And those and were big. It was just like really, it, it was a really big part of the culture and like, especially when we were pretty young like when we were like I'm thinking about like late 90s early 2000s like people had like it wasn't just like flat stomach it was like concave it was like it was just like the the style was like whoever told all those pop stars that they had to have like basically stick bodies I there's there you know they that that stylist did a number on an entire generation but um like what I say is just it was it was a big part of of culture and a big part of my life a huge part of my life and as I was getting help I kept being like and then there's the eating thing but the eating thing you know I have binge eating disorder I've got it got it I got a diagnosis and then uh, I was like, can I go to like Overeating Anonymous? I wanted to do that because I read a book about it. Mm-hmm. I read this book called Fat, Broken, Lonely, No More. And I loved it. And I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to follow all the things that she says. And one of the things she said is she went to Overeaters Anonymous and then she got support. So she stopped eating so much and she ate like, I don't know, vegan and uh, it's just so weird, but, and she made, put, put thin people on her vision board and. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And so, um, the, I was just like, okay, well, it's, it's better than, you know, I've got, I've got real big problems right now. Like, like I, I might die, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I'll deal with the food thing later, but the food thing I was, I thought about it all the time. And I remember when I I used to work in bakeries and stuff, I would be thinking about how much I wanted to eat the stuff all day and being like, I can't. And just like, it would just, and then I would eat three and then I would be thinking about it for the rest of the day. It was just a huge part of my life. Mm. So when I sort of 
when I discovered um, this anti-diet sort of movement, um, it just really, it, it freed up a lot of brain space, mm-hmm. you know, because I spent so much energy thinking about, oh, am I going to eat this thing? Am I going to eat it? Am I going to eat it? Oh my God, I ate it. Oh my God, I ate three. Oh, and like, I, I would like, this is even when I was living with Greg, like I would be like, okay, you have to, I, we bought, we can buy cookies, but you have to hide them from me. And like, he had like a, a, a seriously a box with a lock um, that he would put candy in, but, but like that I would tell him, you have to do mm-hmm. this because I can't be trusted around food. I can't, I can't have anything delicious in the house because I'll eat all of it in one go. I feel like I have no control. I think I'm a food addict. I think, you know, all this stuff, I'm addicted to sugar and I, you know, I continue to try and cut out sugar because that was just at the, I, you know, it was very, that was the thing at the time. Uh, No, no sugar is, sugar is as addictive as cocaine and it's really bad. Oh gosh. I remember. Yeah. 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 And like being a big thing. So this, what happened was I signed up. I also had a lot of digestive problems. Mm -hmm. I signed up for this study and they were like, we're going to see if like, if you take, if we can take your DNA and find out like what, what food is making you feel um, bad. And then we'll have like using your DNA, we will. Um, map all of you know everything out um and you'll so you'll know what you're allergic to basically right and so I was like yes I will do this and it was specifically for people with mental illness um and so I know I had to meet up with some lady and like spit in a little I don't know in a little vial and then um the the student nutritionist who wasn't um who, who was uh, my, the person who, who I was connected with, she had some sort of medical emergency. And so I got connected with, I think a teacher at the school and she was gonna go over the results with me. And as she talked to me and I said, I get people to like lock up food. I like, I throw food in the garbage because I don't, because I'm scared I'm going to eat it. Like I bury it in the bottom of the garbage. And sometimes I like take it out of the garbage to eat it. And I like, can't trust myself around food at all. And like, and I, and I know that like fat cells never really leave you. I had all this like weird stuff that, that I believed. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said, okay, I don't think you should, I don't want to tell you, um, what, what things this, this test, it, this test tells you not to eat. Cause I don't want you to ter- think about food in terms of good and bad. Mm-hmm. There are no bad foods. She's like, you just need to eat. You can eat whatever you want. You just need to eat. And, um, <laughs> she told me about intuitive eating. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I haven't like researched it too much. I like definitely like joke around about it with you sometimes where I'm like, I ate this because it's intuitive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> because <sighs> my problem now yeah. after like so long, my problem now is that I forget that I'm hungry or yeah. I forget to eat. Yeah. Um, and my body has changed. It's not, it's not what it was before I've mm-hmm. turned, I've become, I shouldn't say I've become a woman or anything like that, but I have, I've grown into my shape that I, my adult shape that I grew out of my child body and yeah, grew yeah. my adult body, um, yeah. which I'm, you know, I, I'm okay with. Well, um, it's going to keep changing for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm in my, I'm in my late twenties body now and I just need to remember to eat or to like mm-hmm. not be overwhelmed by things in my environment yeah. that keep me from making food to eat. So yes. if that's going back to fast food, if that's yes. going back to um, frozen food, then so mm-hmm. be it, which yes. is what my case manager said. So yes. be it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be that person again. And it's like, no, just put something oh. in your body, like totally. just get nutrients or food or substance in there. Yeah. Um, it's power like, bars, smoothie, totally. anything. It is better for you to eat frozen food than to eat nothing. You know, mm-hmm. like, and that, that concept to me was so foreign. Like I was like, no, it's not. Cause the, the toxins will stay in your body for the rest of your life. Um, and, and the, the nutritionist was like, that's not true. That's not how, it's not how the body works. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who told you that, but it's not true. And like, I was now getting to the point where I, because of all my medication and stuff, I was just forgetting to eat as well. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, I was not happens. eating, not eating, not eating, not eating, not eating, and then binge eating. And it was like, a, it was a pattern, but yeah, that's exactly what's happening to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this then you're is, so hungry. Then you're so hungry yeah. because you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. And then you eat until you feel sick. Then you, and then, then you're then like, you feel guilty about it. Right. Uh, I don't. Oh, well, I, you're, you're, yeah. Yeah. Some people do. I don't feel guilty about it. I'm just, I feel guilty that I got to the point mm-hmm. that I forgot. Like, I don't feel guilty. I feel shame that it took me this long to figure out that I was hungry. And I feel yeah, shame yeah, yeah, that yeah. I wasn't able to like make myself food during the day. And I had to wait all day for Nolan to get home to make dinner so that I could eat. I, I feel that shame too. And you know, yeah. like when Greg comes home and he's like, what did you eat? And I'm like, trail mix four times I ate four handfuls of trail mix he's like okay I gotta go make you food yeah you feel I feel dependent and that's that's a whole other thing but yeah this um so I okay so this this whole anti-diet thing here's how I kind of slid into it so this this lady was like you need to check out intuitive eating so intuitive eating um is like a a whole I think that people have to like read the book um, but it's science-based, um, and it's just the idea that your body knows what it needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, intuitive eating. You, you just need to get the book and, and a revolutionary program that works. Um, yeah. And, and it's like, it is about honoring your hunger, making peace with food. There's no bad food, all this stuff. So I started reading that. And my friend who had an eating disorder started um, going to school to, uh, to become a counselor to help 
people deal with eating disorders. And she started working with the, the National Eating Disorders Association of Canada. And um, she told, started telling me about this health at every size movement that was mm-hmm. started by Linda Bacon. And she she's saying, you know what, actually, all this stuff about, you know, fat people are unhealthy. It's really bad for you to be big. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And like, we have to like, totally like, like a lot of things that we think about, about, you know, our size and the stuff like that is not true. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and so with that health at every size and, and the intuitive eating, I, I was starting to sort of figure stuff out. And then I don't know even how I found it, but the fuck it, I read the fuck it diet and it was so good. It was so good. Basically, it's just like, fuck it, eat whatever you want, whenever you want, just do it. Mm-hmm. And your instinct might be like, but what if you eat really unhealthy and then you like never eat a vegetable ever again and then like, would, won't you die? But like, the thing is that diet culture has totally messed with our ability to like hear our hunger cues. And you can even be living in diet culture while doing intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, I, I didn't feel hungry and yet I ate and that's not intuitive. And now I'm upset at myself. So the fuck it diet is just like, oh, I ate and I wasn't even hungry. And I continued to eat after I was hungry. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And um this will set you free and you'll you will stop having these sort of binges and these sort of cravings and stuff because you're allowed to eat it the idea that like when like say say I used yeah I used to have say I would get get some some cookies and and I would say Greg hide these from me and every time I would eat one, I'd be like, this is the last one. And that just just made everything just so much more tension. And like, it made me want things so much more. And there's the whole, there's a lot of science in it and just read the book. But but um, once, so what the first thing she tells you to do is like, think about the food that you can't have in your house. If you're one of those people, buy it, put it in your house. And like, if, if you eat all of it, okay, whatever then buy more and eventually your body will be like not in an emergency not in a not in a state of like starvation even though you're not starving yourself but you're telling yourself this is the last time you can eat this thing Mm -hmm. so your your body's kind of thinking that it's going to starve um then you can be kind of like free so I can have ice cream I think I even have ice cream in the house right now I can have cookies in the house I can have this stuff in the house and I don't eat it all I just eat as much as I want and then I stop like that's so huge mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know it took me a long time to explain all of this but <laughs> to get here but the idea like uh, the the idea that like oh this net this new diet this is the thing that's gonna work no, if some, if there was actually something that worked that, that, that made you lose weight and, and keep the weight off for everybody, it would be a magic pill. And like the person who sold it would make a million dollars, but instead there's, there's, there's actually a diet industry. There's a diet culture and they, they, they're making a lot of money off of the fact that you keep failing. Mm-hmm. So this, this fuck it diet, this anti-diet culture is just like, 
we don't, we are not spending any more money on you, diet culture. We are gonna get on with our lives and think about other things. And I found it, I found it to be life-changing. Um, and, and I never thought I would be a person who'd be able to have that kind of stuff in my house ever. That's amazing. I definitely resonate with that with like alcohol. If there's uh-huh. a bottle of wine in the house, uh-huh. I'm having a bit of wine. Yeah. yeah. I can't just like, and it just took actually till recently to be able to have like wine in the cupboard or like uh-huh. foods in the fridge or like, you know, uh-huh. like anything like that. And just like open up the fridge, look at it and not think like, can I drink tonight? Is it okay if I drink tonight? I hope I can drink tonight. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that like, I don't have that like, oh, I could really go for like one drink. Just like one drink would be awesome. And like, I don't have that. I just look at mm-hmm. it and I go, eh, not really today. I'm not really feeling it. And then yeah. I put it away. And it's because I don't have someone in my life telling me, no, you can't drink that. And I have, I don't have someone in my life saying like, no, you can't drink on a Sunday or, you know, like yeah, I don't, yeah. the second someone the second that person doesn't tell me what I can and cannot do with alcohol in my body is the second that I have control mm-hmm. over what I want to drink. And also I am more in tune with my actual body and my mind and is like, do I even want to? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually don't. I actually don't want to drink because my brain is not in the right place. Mm-hmm. or my stomach hurts. But before when you're known to like, when you're not allowed or whatever, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. down upon for doing it. And you have that shame. It, it goes like, it's, it's hard because that's all you think about then that all mm-hmm. you think about is what you can't do. So my yes. counselor told me every time I would like, um, every time I'd get hung over in the past, when I would like binge drink, he said, treat yourself the next day get your like treat yourself like a princess like get yourself like like paint your night paint your nails you know like put on a face mask take a bath if you have a bathtub like take a nice Mm. long shower like do things that really make you happy and do all the things that make you happy on the day that you're hungover or feeling guilt and feeling Uh remorse because that it's the way your brain works it's not you it's just the way your brain works and I'm like right punishing yourself for doing something you're just gonna do it again you're gonna do it again and you're gonna feel and you're gonna contribute to the feelings that made you do it in the first place and like that's why with people with binge eating disorder like I have is like you would eat and eat and eat and then you would go long periods of time without eating because you felt so guilty for how much you ate which of course made you hungry which then Mm -hmm. therefore you eat more and I think I think it is very similar with alcohol and I think that um there's like lots of new research being done about about um alcoholism and like and like how to actually keep that stuff under control as well because I know that like cold turkey doesn't really work for everyone and like Mm -hmm that's a whole thing that I would be so curious to know about. And, and, and that's really interesting to hear you hear you say that. Cause I, I do think it's so much about like giving yourself the power and the permission and trusting yourself. And then also forgiving yourself, like not even beating yourself up in the first place, just being like, ah, I did, ah, I drank too much. Like, 
whatever that happens sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't need someone telling you in your life. I told you so, or I can't believe you drank that much. Or like, you know why this is happening to you now. You know why you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know why you have anxiety. You know oh, why you, yes, yeah. You know why you have shakes or anything like that. It's because you drank. Like you don't need that. No. You need you don't need people giving you because that's gonna fuel you to think about it and to obsess over it. Mm-hmm. Like personally, it's gonna fuel me to obsess over it. And mm-hmm. that's why I had such a problem. I'm like thinking, I'm like talk therapy right now in this episode. <laughs> in this session right now, I'm like doing some talk therapy, but, um, yeah, I realized, you know, that was a, that was a big thing. And it was also, it a little bit was also, you know, feeling uncomfortable in certain spaces and feeling the need to, Mm -hmm. but why do I feel the need to, because of the shame and the guilt? And why do I feel the need to, because people are pushing it on me. And why do I feel the need to, because people have this screwed up relationship with alcohol projected onto me. If I didn't, if I just look at alcohol the way I look at the way that I look at food, like I personally mm-hmm. look at food, like if I could look at alcohol the way that I look at food, it I would have been in a in a better place with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Because I look at alcohol the way that like you used to look at food. I I understand mm-hmm. that like obsession, like, okay, it's Thursday. Okay, on Friday, on Friday I can mm-hmm. drink. I've been waiting all week to drink. So now mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that like, um, I think that this, that kind of like obsessive thinking is just what happens when you tell yourself that you can't do something. And, and, and that's all in the book too. It's like, there's lots of science to back that up that like, if you just tell someone that they can't do something, then they are going to want to do it more. Like that's just like human brain. That's how it works. And like, it's like when you tell someone to do something, they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's totally like, it's all part of psychology. And, and also, um, there is a lot of the, like people and, and also like, if you gain weight, it's actually not that bad for you now we know that with health at every size and like you know that all this stuff and like okay we can our bodies are actually pretty good at detoxing you know like like you know you even though you drank a lot of alcohol the alcohol you drank when you were 20 is no longer in your body you know like some you know like it's not it hasn't hung hung around with you until you did like a colonoscopy or whatever people do (laughs) colonics right but like So similar to like, if you're binge drinking and then you need to take care of yourself after like Mm -hmm. very similar thing, or if you, if you do end up eating the whole thing of ice cream, Mm -hmm. don't punish Mm -hmm. yourself. A couple of um, main things that, that I do, if I do have like an episode of like just, you know, eating uncontrollably or just whatever that happens or emotional eating. Like I said, I'm actually kind of fine with because it's like a valid way of coping. It's fine. But obviously you can't, um, you want to be, feel in control of stuff. Yeah. I definitely reward myself with, with yeah. food and like when I need to cope, like sometimes like I'll eat something like sweet to make me happy. Like I'll eat my favorite food or I'll eat my favorite this or my favorite that but like I don't feel guilty about it I'm just like hey this is my fate I like I love pad thai mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm like I had a really bad day and if I do it with Starbucks too I had a really bad day I'm gonna go get a peppermint latte it's like very yes. exciting <laughs> to be able to like eat the eat the food eat the food like 
that yeah. it tastes good and like and you're really enjoying the experience of eating and and like what you said earlier about like finish everything on your plate um or you know Jesus died on the cross for you or what my parents would always be like there's children starving in Africa oh yeah that one too <laughs> <laughs> um that also like the idea that we have to we have to eat this much of this thing um that that's also like not helpful so now I, I am in a place where like I will eat I will have like however much of the dinner I want and then Greg is like you you have to finish your dinner and I'm like Greg I no I don't <laughs> like, no because what? if you eat it at nine and nine at night ten at night eleven at night again and you want to eat it again yeah, then you exactly. can eat it again yeah that's and fine. like yeah and there's it's no like, you can't eat past a certain time yes there's yeah, no exactly no there's none of that and I had to really put my foot down when it came to that because I have people in my life that are like oh, you know, you can't, you can't eat past this time because that's around bedtime. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night starving and I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I need to make myself a yes. little, um, my favorite little veggie wrap and put lots of cheese in there. Cause I love my cheese and, yeah. <laughs> and, and just like, and make myself like something yummy and carve, like curb that hunger so that I can go to sleep peacefully. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, no. Yes. I think that it's all totally valid and like just listening to yourself and being able to like say when and when, when you can eat and when you don't want to eat and no one's going to force you to eat. Like just as much as people are not like, should not be able to like keep you from eating something, no one should force you to eat anything either. Mm. So, so that it's just totally like whenever you want to eat, that's when you eat. And and it just takes so long to heal that relationship with food or, or, or if it's alcohol or if it's whatever it is. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember I used to be like, oh, I, I, this is so stupid. I, I was like, I, uh, oh, I wish I was an alcoholic because then I could quit, quit every, I could do it cold turkey, but you can't quit food cold turkey or, or mm-hmm. you'll die. Mm-hmm. And like, what a stupid thought, honestly. But that was kind of like where I was like, you can't cut food out of your life. Like the problem is I have to keep eating. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need food. You can't even cut alcohol. Like I cut alcohol for a hundred days. I did a hundred days alcohol free and I made a big stink about it so that I could hold myself accountable to it. Put it on Instagram, told Mm -hmm. all my friends, told one of my friends that she couldn't drink. Like she would, if she was going to drink red wine, because red wine, like I love red wine. Mm. Um, I told her, can you please drink it in a coffee mug around me? Because I like, yeah. I have a really hard time like looking at red wine and that's the only thing I have a hard time with because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And, I love it. Um, and how did I celebrate a hundred days sober? Yeah. With a glass of red wine. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. <laughs> I really, really want to talk to pe- the people, like to people about the, like, about the whole like cold turkey and like thing and the a thing and like I'm so curious because I'm curious too how it works yeah I'm very curious because I when I was in doing um when I was when I was going to my psychiatrist I would often go with a group of people and and like not to be specific but I've heard I heard my psychiatrist talk about Alcoholics Anonymous in in kind of a negative way and and talk about other alcohol rehab programs in a, in a better way. And that it was mm-hmm. because it was because of that, that aspect of like, well, you know, because you go a certain amount of days without something, you're just thinking about it for the, the whole time. Like, you know, I would try and go 
30 days without sugar because that that would be a detox or whatever or like yeah or like going on a juice cleanse for seven days like any any of those things like that is when I binge the most absolutely Mm -hmm. because I was just like so obsessed with it and Mm -hmm. when you break your whatever okay so I'm not eating sugar for for 30 days and then I have sugar well I might as well like fuck it I'm gonna eat all the sugar that I have and it's just like you know yeah I'm gonna drink all the wine and and so that idea of um just be like doing what your body wants when when it wants and and like taking care of it no matter what happens that's that's I don't know to me that's the way to go and I also want to mention because I know you're like I uh, I intuitively ate cheese and now my stomach hurts. <laughs> I remember saying that. I intuitively ate cheese because I wanted to eat the cheese. <laughs> and now I am in and out of the restroom. <laughs> yes. So I do want to mention things like like allergies, like I am lactose intolerant, or, um, you know, if you do have like uh, diabetes or anything like that, you can't just eat whatever High you cholesterol want. or anything. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Health, then health problems, yeah. Then health you problems. think about that as self care. Mm-hmm. So you, so I try and think about like not eating cheese and stuff as like a gift to myself. So I I'm not gonna make myself feel horrible, right? Mm-hmm. And and like if sometimes if someone offers me like a, a something delicious that chocolate and I eat it and I feel sick, I'm you know like I used to think like, oh, every time that happened, like it, it would make, I don't know. I had, I had a lot of ideas of, of, of what would happen, but, but it really is just like, that's okay if that happens. And, and if you really want to eat, you know, say it's cheese or say it's uh, whatever, um, like sugar or something. And, and you have to have like a sugar substitute or a, a cheese substitute, dairy substitute, like um, totally do that and like and 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 honor that and um and just know what what your body's actually like rejecting and like yeah. and 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 don't eat it because you like yourself and you want yourself to feel good not not because you want to lose weight or because you want to yeah. whatever yeah find something yummy to replace it with something delicious that you yeah. love and none of that, oh, craving chocolate, have some kale. No, 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 no. No, no, no one likes kale. No, no. one likes kale. No, I'm kidding. Maybe there are some people out there that oh, like totally. kale. Totally. But- there are people Ugh. who like kale. And like, oh, here's the thing. Gross. I remember just being so jealous of my one friend who who had, who had didn't have a sweet tooth and like didn't care about sugar. But like, you know, she eats lots of carbs and, you know, had it been like, 10 years earlier, it would have been the Atkins diet and she would have been like, you know, oh, nobody should eat carbs right now. Like, it's just like these fads that happen mm-hmm. and it it doesn't like, it doesn't actually, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, but sugar is the, is the, 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 the devil. And like, it is actually as addictive as cocaine, which it's not. And it, you can learn that in the book. Um, and like, that's the thing is just like, you think you think that the thing that you want so badly is the worst also the worst thing whereas like no there's like there's there's things that you like that are good that are like 
in quotations, good for you that have lots of nutrients. I'm sure of it. Like, you know, and, and there are things that, and I like weirdly don't like very many vegetables and like, this is like, it's, it's a thing. I don't know. And so, so I was talking to a nutritionist and she's like, do you like fruit? And I'm like, I love fruit, but fruit has sugar in it. And she's like, no, just eat fruit, eat fruit. Fruit has a lot of uh, fiber and vitamins and all that stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. I definitely was trying to cut fruit out of my life because, because it had sugar in it. And it's actually my favorite thing in the world. Like not ice cream, but fruit, like, you know, it's just weird. It's all weird. (laughs) It is all weird. It's all just your brain. Yeah. It's all just your brain. So I guess what the fuck it diet basically is, is kind of like what I said about alcohol like yes don't don't say no to things and don't limit yourself to things and don't go on like diets and things like that because the more you deny yourself of something the more you're going to want it the more it's going to take up space in your mind the more it's going to take up space in your heart in your mind and your emotions in your body and you're not going to be able to move forward and take that space and put it towards something different put it towards you know something healthy not obsessing totally and like obviously we don't we don't know about all like you know all substances are fine to you know have yeah I I don't but you know I think that there's new new research out there about addictions and like I think it's really interesting and I'm very curious to see where it goes I think it's 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 kind of in this vein um uh, and I think that like, but if you're somebody who's, who's dealing with stuff and it's not something that's, and you've ended up in the hospital over, but it's something that you think about all the time, I would definitely consider, you know, looking into sources like this, like, like, like taking the path of acceptance instead of trying to fight something that you've been fighting for how long and, ha- and has it ever worked? Like ask yourself that, how long have you been fighting this and has it ever worked <laughs> because how I, much yeah. space is it taking in your mind when yes it, when and how much grief and stress is it causing you yes and how much like mental strain is it causing like you can't uh, yeah you just can't you just can't it you you can't yeah no <laughs> I just keep yeah, repeating no. Can't. yeah no <laughs> no no you can't yeah. um yeah. yeah but that was great learning about the fuck it diet because I know you're so passionate about it and you're always like one day we're going to talk about the fuck it diet and I'm like yes girl I'm like let's talk about the fuck it diet and I'm like I'm like I don't know anything about the fuck it diet but apparently I was you actually do now. I do I was yeah. intuitively I have recently intuitively um had alcohol in my life instead of you know waiting yeah. for the weekend yeah and yeah. I think that I think that she would be totally the, the woman who wrote it. Her name's I, I, I will link all of this stuff. And obviously like the people who are doing the research, there's so many people. Um, and you know, these, uh, I have follow a lot of amazing anti-diet nutritionists. There's like your Latina nutritionist who is really big about like how, um, a lot of, um, for like Latin American foods are like, you know, they have noodles and they have rice and they have all this stuff and, and corn. And she's like, you're allowed to eat that. Like you, you're allowed to eat the stuff that your abuela makes you, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like you can mm-hmm. eat the stuff, like, like you can eat the pierogies, you can eat whatever it is. Like, 
and and like this diet culture thing is it's it's not real and it, and it shouldn't you know it it shouldn't rule your life and and so i'm going to i'm going to like post a few of my favorite i think um in the description for this podcast um but there's so many people if you just follow like the anti diet hashtag um or yeah any anything like that um and and there's a also an amazing doctor who just came out with a book called food is food is not medicine and I haven't read it yet because it just came out but it's like I'm so excited that a book exists right now called food is not medicine and he is amazing and he is he's all about anti-diet and he's also all about like you know uh you know I don't know like yeah the idea that sugar won't give you anxiety I don't know. I'd be interested to read that because like I like we could talk about this on a totally other podcast, but I do believe that food is medicine to a point, to a degree. Food is necessary. Food is food. Food is not to like not to the point and the degree that is being promoted. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely want to learn more about it before like before having a strong opinion on it. Um, but yeah, you should follow this guy though. Cause you'll love him. You'll love yeah. him. I know you will. Yeah. Well, I got but- nothing else going on. No work, no school, just chilling. So yeah, he is do the research. Um, his name is doc- Dr. Joshua Walrich mm-hmm. and he's very dreamy, but that's not important. Um, but yeah, he's just like, so cool and i am gonna send it this to you right now and i'm gonna put it in the description perfection um, yeah and then everyone can and and then hopefully i'll be able to read his book soon and then we can, we can do discuss. an episode on that yeah well, well yeah. oh it's a hush hush book club <laughs> hush hush book club um, except for we have problems reading so mostly uh it's like i listened to half the audiobook and you read the back cover <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we should talk, speaking of like Hush Hush Book Club and things like that, um, we should talk about what we've done so far on our on our Instagram. So we've been doing some lives and they've been really cool. We did the last one on the music industry um, mm-hmm. and the nightlife and music industry and COVID and um, the mental health, of course, obviously mental health, we are a mental health podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have, I should have said that one first. Um, <laughs> and, and we did that and it was absolutely incredible to talk to Tansy about mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. hear both of your sides of the music industry and, um, how that's affected your, both of your mental health and how similar nightlife and, um, being a musician is like her industry and your industry Mm -hmm. both in the under the umbrella of music yeah Um, so that was really cool and then again we did live with um another podcast bipolar by coastal and and we are looking to do more lives so we are super excited to get going on those those are a lot of fun it's great to see people's faces and connect and answer your guys's questions in the chat so definitely tune in to the lives. We'll try to advertise them a little better a couple of days. Like <laughs> we, we were going through, we were going through a time. We, we were we, going through some weird stuff. Yes. <laughs> so we had trouble advertising and that's yes. how this podcast works sometimes. 
sometimes people literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so definitely follow us on our podcast 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 hush ush pod h-u-s-h-u-s-h pod on instagram and then it's hush ush pod at gmail.com if you want to collab if you want to talk to us or anything like that we love to hear it and yeah is there and did i miss any other social media things no no i don't think so you can dm us as well yeah oh yeah slide into our dms baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um other than that oh and uh last but not least i came out of my name um oh yeah yes your real name is out there my real name is out there you can follow me at it's jessica french on instagram i'm no longer sipping manic depresso my name is jessica french and i have bipolar disorder so there we go with a name like that how could you not use it it's so good (laughs) you sound like you sound like a spy or something (laughs) (laughs) yes so that is my name look me up um and we're going to be doing a lot more collabs coming up so tune in to that so yeah (laughs) with that being said be kind to all those around you because you never know what someone might be going through and sprinkle love everywhere you go bye bye Which, sorry, just one moment. Greg, Greg, are you gone? Before you do, can you plug in my internet? The night thing I